Hello everyone, this is Veena from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, 17th of February. Today, the Supreme Court ordered the Centre to provide a permanent commission to women officers in the Army. Terming it as an evolutionary process, Justice D.Y. Chandrachut said the policy decisions of the Centre regarding the employment of women officers in the Army are very unique. The Apex Court said women officers in the Army can get command positions on a par with male officers, asserting that the government's argument against it were discriminatory, disturbing and based on stereotypes. The court also said permanent commission would be available to all women, regardless of their years of service. The judgment has to be implemented within three months. The government argued that the troops are not yet mentally schooled to accept women officers in command of units since they are predominantly drawn from a rural background. The status quo right now allows women officers to serve for 10 to 14 years in the short service commission. Women officers are allowed entry into Army Service Corps, Ordnance, Education Corps, Judge Advocate General, Engineers, Signals, Intelligence and Electrical and Mechanical Engineering branches. There is no option to allow women in combat roles like infantry, armoured, mechanised infantry, aviation and artillery. The Indian Air Force and the Indian Navy also grant permanent commission to women officers even as both have opened up some combat roles for women. The Air Force allows women as officers in flying and ground duties. In the third death warrant issued by the court, the four convicts who got the death penalty for the gang rape and murder of 23-year-old medical student in Delhi more than seven years ago will be hanged on the 3rd of March at 6am. The two warrants issued prior to this could not be carried out as the convicts took it in turns to use every legal option available to them. Today's death warrant was issued after the Tihar jail authorities informed the trial court that three of the convicts have exhausted all legal options and none of them has any appeals pending in any court at the moment. Telecom company Bharti Airtel informed that it has paid 10,000 crore rupees towards the adjusted gross revenue to the Department of Telecommunications. The company owes the centre a total of 35,500 crore rupees as spectrum charges and licence fee. However, the Supreme Court refused to accept Vodafone Idea's request to pay 2,500 crore rupees today and 1,000 crore rupees more by Friday, provided no coercive action is taken. On Friday, a Supreme Court bench of Justices Arun Mishra, S. Abdul Nasir and M. R. Shah issued notices to Bharti Airtel, Vodafone, Tata Terry Services and others ordering them to pay their dues which amounts to 1.47 lakh crore rupees to Department of Telecommunications before the next hearing on March 17. According to the analysts, Airtel will come out of this crisis and eventually enjoy a duopoly with Jio in the sector since Vodafone Idea is struggling to make the payments. Former Delhi Congress chief Ajay Makan attacked party leader Milind Yora for praising the Aam Party government for doubling its revenue, asking him to leave the party and propagate half-baked facts. Diora praised Kejriwal after he was sworn in as the Delhi chief minister for the third straight term. His tweet read, and I quote, Sharing a lesser-known and welcome fact, the Arvind Kejriwal-led Delhi government doubled its revenues to rupees 60,000 crore and maintained a revenue surplus over the last five years. Food for thought, Delhi is now one of India's most fiscally prudent governments, unquote. Markan countered Diora's tweet and compared the revenue generation from 1997-98 onwards. 
He said that during the Congress rule in 2013-14, the revenue was Rs 37,459 crore, which grew at 14.87%. Markin said this has come down to Rs 60,000 crore in 2019-20, a growth rate of only 9.90%. The war of tweets continued as Diora retorted by saying he would not undermine Sheila Dixit's stellar performance as the Delhi chief minister. He accused Markan of advocating an alliance with the AAP. Diora said that if only Markan had highlighted Sheila Ji's achievements, INC India would have been in power today. The blame game is quite evident in the Congress as PC Chako took a jibe at the late Sheila Dixit, who was the chief minister of Delhi till 2013. He accused her of losing Congress's voter base to AAP. In an interview to News Laundry, Sheila Dixit's son and former MP from East Delhi, Sandeep Dixit reacts to the comments made by Chako. Stay tuned to newslaundry.com to watch the full interview. Srinivasa Gowda, a buffalo racer from Karnataka, was called for the trial by the sports ministry today after setting a new record as the fastest runner in the history of the traditional sport, Kambala. He said he would need a month's time to attend the training sessions. The trial was arranged by Union Minister Kiran Rijiju at the Sports Authority of India in Bangalore after Srinivas Gauda's video went viral. Kambala is an annual buffalo race held in Karnataka where racers splash 142 meters through paddy fields holding a rope attached to two buffaloes who run ahead of them. Srinivasa Gauda last month ran 142.5 meters in 13.62 seconds during the traditional race in a paddy field in Mangalore's Kadri, after which a video clip of his performance went viral on social media. Japan is bracing for the possibility of 100 more cases of the novel coronavirus on board of the ship Diamond Princess. The ship has been quarantined off the coast of Japan since early February. Today, 328 American citizens have flown back home and will be further quarantined on their arrival. Meanwhile, Australia has said that it would evacuate its citizens on Wednesday. Japanese authorities have advised people to avoid large crowds and non-essential gatherings. Today, the outbreak forced a hospital in Tokyo to stop accepting new patients. The hospital said it stopped accepting patients after one of its nurses who had treated a patient tested positive. Time for some homegrown stuff you should definitely check out on newslaundry.com. Newslaundry's Ayush Tiwari attended a Bharat Bodh conference organised by My Nation and Op India. It witnessed the amalgamation of the most prominent right-wingers under the same roof. And guess what? He lives to tell the tale. Check out his piece, I Braved Bharat Bodh and Lived to Tell the Tale. Also, the latest episode of Newsense is out. This time, Manisha tells us about Sudhir Chaudhary's dilemma after the exit polls of Delhi Assembly elections and Rajiv Sardesai's dancing on getting the exit polls right. This is something you should not miss on www.newslaundry.com. Listeners, we are able to call out organizations spreading misinformation and fake news because we depend on you rather than advertisers or government. Because when the advertisers pay, advertisers are served. And when the public pays, the public is served. So click on the top left icon on newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. That's all for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.